Hello and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner in crime is Mistress Gabrielle. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Kinky Women. Uh, Every month we come to you with uh, topics that need to be explored, need to be addressed, need to be talked about, need to be debated, etc. All about um, the kink scene, because that's what we are, two kinky women. (laughs) By the way, I just wanted to uh, mention to everybody, aside from the fact that we're really grateful that you're here uh, and listening to us, you have questions, you have comments, even while you're just listening, shoot us a message. Uh, an email, sure, is always fine. But if you want something faster and uh, more likely to be answered uh, quickly, um, why don't you shoot over a message via uh, Instagram. Uh, when we get the IG messages, we tend to respond to them ASAP because it's easy. So while you're listening, if something comes up, let us know. Yes. Today's topic is going to be so interesting because it it's such a dichotomy. The 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 concept of the consensual non-consent relationship. And we are all about consent here. Negotiation, communication, and consent. And so for consensual non-consent relationships are really going against everything that we care about in our kink lifestyle or everything we should be caring about in our kink lifestyle so our conversation today is about consensual non-consent who's really in charge all about the bottom the use of rituals Uh, maybe we'll even talk a little bit about uh, renegotiating a contract uh, because uh, it is complex it's a complex um, subject consensual non-consent because you've just told me whatever you want and you better believe that. Okay, I believe you. Consensual non-consent. I'm going to do whatever I want. But wait a minute. Right smack in the middle, you're going to tell me no? Right smack in the middle, you're going to say, no, I, 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 that's not something I want? Well, consensual non-consent means I've agreed to do whatever it is you want to do. Okay? Yes. And if you have a problem with that, uh, we need to talk. We need to, yes. Yes. So the, the, this concept of consensual non-consent to me is so fucking hot. It is. It really the, is. The fantasy of it is so hot. And we've discussed this with multiple topics, this sense of fantasy versus reality. The fantasy of a 24-7 lifestyle DS relationship, super hot and sexy. The reality of that type of relationship not so attainable so we also would like to apply that to the consensual non-consent relationship the fantasy of being totally beholden to controlled by uh, by another person is fascinating but it that's not that's a power dynamic that's a ds relationship or a master-slave relationship. Yes. We, when you turn all of your power over yes, to, uh, to your dominant, master. The dominant. Right. So this consensual non-consent, what is it exactly 
that we're doing. We are consenting to give up our right to consent. So that flies in the face of what we always preach, get consent. So this is not for somebody who's meeting somebody for pickup play in the in dungeon. The dungeon. No. no. This is essentially people you know. This is a play partner or your partner. Long-term partner, short-term partner, whatever. But there has to be a degree of trust and a involved here, okay? And the uh, the person on the top, as well as the person on the bottom, has got to be aware of pitfalls, okay? One of the things we like to say all the time is, "Yeah, I'd love to hurt you, but I'm not going to harm you." Yeah. Now there is a big difference between the hurt and the harm. And one of the things in consensual non-consent activities or uh, arrangement is that you are not going to harm the bottom. Um, and may I also put it that the, the top, the dom, the master, okay, uh, whatever, or mistress. I like to use master sometimes as a word for both males and females. Mm. Okay, you can use it. There's no reason why it doesn't have a sexual connotation in our world. It might have one someplace else, but not place, not, not in our world. So the idea is uh, with the consensual uh, non-consent, it's not just about the bottom, it's about the top too. What about something that's going too far where the top does not feel comfortable with it? Or the bottom is, uh, or the slave, whatever, is encouraging a certain type of behavior and wants more, more, more. It's up to the top to stop it mm -hmm. or to realign, let's put it that way, her position with the, uh, with, with, with the bottom. There is a sacred trust, and I'm going to okay. call it a sacred trust. Okay. That if, if let's say, I give consensual non-consent to you, let's uh -huh. say, in this example, I'm going to give you that. You are not going to put me in any dangerous situations that could harm, again, we would like to hurt you, but not harm you. We put you in a harmful situation, either mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, there is this, that trust that the bottom can be well aware and fully trusting that you would never put me in a situation that would harm me. Uh, you could have, as part of your consensual non-consent, you're allowed to loan out your slave to another mistress, let's say. That other mistress, um, it was part of the negotiation when you agreed to the consensual non-consent. You have that conversation ahead of time. I have a friend who needs uh, service, serving boys at a tea party. I, you know, um, you are not going to put them with someone who it completely denigrates the staff. He has assurances in his safety that he knows that he, if he is serving another temporarily, another mistress, that she's going to care for him and keep him in good health the same as you would. Those sorts of assurances and those sorts of trust is there. That's not to say that, that you can't negotiate limit pushing. Um, but this is a good place to push limits yes. when you've got a consensual non-consent agreement 
Okay, this is the place to push the limits. But you have to remember that if that's what you're doing, okay, uh, your, your, uh, your bottom, your masochist, whatever you want to call this person, um, has agreed to just about anything. So to make a long story short, Mr. Sadist or Ms. Sadist, you got to watch yourself that you don't go too far. Correct. Now, how do you keep from doing that? You do the same things we've been talking about right since episode one. one. You check, check in. in. Check in. You check in. You can, And all of these are conversations that you have before he or she, the bottom, says, yes, let's go forward with this. These are all conversations that you know, you've had and coming up in a, at least another episode or two down the line, we did a whole episode on contracts. So it's certainly something to look forward to the in the future. But this contract isn't just for the power exchange. This contract can spell out what your consensual non-consent will look like. In other words, you can have a list in your contract. Yeah. So the 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 contract includes um, uh, a section saying, uh, in this agreement, um, uh, the uh, the master no longer has to get consent every time um, you uh, play. You play. Okay. Right, for and of course, activity. that's the way I play with my boy because this has been a very long term relationship. Okay. Yep. Um, and I have his consent to do whatever I want. Now, when it comes down to it, do I really have the consent to do anything I want? Because legally. Legally, and this is important, guys, legally, you cannot consent to abuse, okay? So if I am beating the shit out of uh, my boy and he's consented to that, it just so happens that the uh, window is open and uh, uh, an officer of the law walks by, I can be arrested for assault, whether he's agreed to do it or not, okay? So these are things that, you know, you have to remember, Um like I said to you before, I mean, you know, you want to push limits, you want to do these kinds of things, but you can go too far. And you have to be careful not to go too far. So I, I was thinking of an example. The bottom has expressed an interest, let's say, a fantasy, an interest in um, forced homosexuality, let's say, with your male bottom. Uh, the the fantasy, and we talk a lot about fantasy versus reality. Yes, we do. The fantasy of forced homosexuality, super hot. Ah, uh, super hot. So, you have a non-consent. They've expressed an interest, although they've never done it, but they have expressed a fantasy interest. And you set up an opportunity where... He is going to be forced to touch another man, suck another man, some anal activity, let's say, some anal play, something, where he has to interact with this other male, and he has a complete meltdown. The reality of it didn't live up to the fantasy. Is this during the particular scene or activity we're talking about, or is this after the fact? Well, either way. Okay. He could... The man could come into the room and he could freak out and say, I'm not touching him. Uh-uh. Like, have a big meltdown before. 
or he could do it under duress, so to speak, um, and then get mad later on and get mad at the dominant or get mad and say, that wasn't what I, I and wanted. On the other hand, the master can say, you told me anything goes. Okay, yeah. we've discussed this for you expressed uh, an interest for six months. We've discussed it. I set it up. Now you're saying you don't want to do it. You're pissing me off big time. Okay, right. so he didn't communicate. He didn't communicate. Okay, so here's the thing: um, in the middle of a non-consensual consent, quote unquote, scene. Can you renegotiate at that point? Not at that point. No. no, you cannot. So what are we talking about? You open yourself up to this. Does that mean whatever you you have agreed to and you've agreed to anything goes? Again, you've got to be playing with somebody you know. Yeah. If you're not playing with somebody you know, all right, there is no communication, subtle communication, unsaid communication nonverbal there is none of this okay the person doesn't know you doesn't know your body language your tells you know your tells exactly okay so you should be playing with people you know when we go into this type of an environment okay unless you know quote unquote uh, and this is not a pejorative by the way you are a huge slut and you don't give a damn one way or the other who it is or what it is, you're just going to do whatever you are told to do because that's your dynamic. If that's an agreed upon thing, then go ahead. Yes. Then go ahead. Then go do it. Okay. But again, something is happening in your scene. You've negotiated it. You have consensual non-consent. All right. And you went ahead and you did this. And now it's over. Okay. And maybe the third and the fourth party or the upper cu other couple have left. And uh, you, the master, and your uh, your slave are now in aftercare mode, kind of, sort of. Uh, or it's after the care case, okay? And you are noticing, master, you are noticing that something's wrong. Yeah. This is a case of bottom drop like you would not believe. What mm -hmm. is bottom drop in this context? Okay, so, again, these these terms can mean different things to different people. They can have different versions. Like you and, he, you and I have different definitions. For me, bottom drop is as a bottom, as masochist, where I have gone farther than I would have gone if I were 100% in my right mind. I, I, you, you, as a masochist, you, you go into that subspace and that subspace is very intoxicating, uh, and very impairing, very uh, emotionally impairing, mentally impairing, physically impairing. You don't want to stop, even though your body is physically telling you it's time to stop. You are so deep in the subspace. So I have done scenes where I've gone so deep that I regretted going that deep. Um, I didn't blame my dominant for taking me there. I accepted the responsibility because in the end, I chose to let it continue longer than I would have. 
um, if I were true, you know, if I were not so deep in the subspace. So for me, the bottom drop is something of a regret um, that I let it get as far as I let it go. Or I did something, engaged in play, that I should have said no to in the scene. I should have safe-worded out. It wasn't a good scene, but I let it continue because I was afraid of one thing or another or speaking my mind or being afraid to speak my mind or being afraid to safe-word out. Um, like I said, safe subspace can make you do a lot of shit that you wouldn't do if you were uh, on a normal functioning level. Um, so for me, that's what my definition of bottom drop is where after the scene, I'm like, wow, I really shouldn't have done that. I really so shouldn't have done that. In, a, in an environment that's including uh, consensual non-consent, the bottom can go too deep, doesn't realize, yeah. does not realize what it can do. Right. So we just said that once you're in the scene, it's too late to negotiate. Do you have the option using a safe word in a consensual non-consent scene? No. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And, and, that, and this, again, this whole topic goes against everything that we purport to believe in. But it has a, a, a reason for it. There is a, this is, this is a defined uh, part of a relationship. Of relationship. Right, right. The, this, you consented to give up your safe word. You consented to give up your consent. So, now, but you are a bottom. You are a non-consent relationship. How do you signal to your dominant, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can we slow down? Use your words. Mistress, I, I, I need a moment of your attention, please. May I speak? Of course. What? What can I, what's going on? What can I do for you? What's going on? Um, this is uh, upsetting me. This is triggering me. This is, da, da, use your words. Respectfully. You can say respectfully. Use your words. Uh, I can continue with the scene, but I need a drink of water first. I need a piece of candy. I need something. Again, you're doing this with somebody you, you presumably no. know. Because if you're doing this with somebody you don't know, I think it's a really good opportunity for harm. I really do. You have to yes. not know the person. You don't know the person. I mean, yes. you know, and then they come back with on. they right. come back with the next day with you assaulted me. Right. Right. Absolutely. See, this is somebody you gotta know. I mean, pick up play. There are wonderful things to be said about pickup play. Sure. How else uh, do you meet new partners? Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. But it should be held, I think, um, to a, shall we say, um, a soft, a soft uh, realization. In other words, take it easy on somebody brand new. And if you're a dominant, uh, we know this as a submissive. You need to know that as well. Don't ask somebody you don't know to do things that are uh, over the top. That's what it comes down to. Where does rack come into this, into consensual non-consent? Rack being risk-aware consensual kink. So before you set yourself up 
into a consensual non-consent agreement, what do we have to be aware of? Who the fuck we're dealing with? Right. And risk aware (laughs) consensual pain. What's the activities? What are the activities? Are you going to want blood? Which is all, for the love of God, people, negotiated and communicated and consented to. We're not saying just go out and consent and violate people. No. It's already been consented to, agreed to, discussed, and not just discussed five minutes before. Like something that's been an ongoing conversation. This is not something where, you know, you you dive headfirst into the deep end of the pool and hope right. you don't hit your head on the bottom. Right, right. Not this asking is, some uh some uh, very well known mean as a you know, mean <laughs> as a stick um uh uh sadist to use a bullwhip on you five minutes before (laughs) you're going to do it and uh he brings out uh blood with now room to blood play now we're into i'm getting a lot more than i ever thought i wanted the fantasy was phenomenal the reality is something else okay (laughs) um so part of that consensual non-consent relationship that I also love is rituals and protocols that are weaved into that relationship that are are um, so you have your boy that that visits Mm -hmm. and when he visits he has a very basic protocol you must bring me an iced coffee Every time you visit, I may or may not drink it, but you have to bring it. And if you don't bring it, it's a, there's a very specific confidence uh, consequence that goes along with that. If you don't bring me my coffee, anal plays off the table and your boy loves the anal. So there is a, 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 a protocol, there is a, a ritual when I come in the room you, you bow your head. You don't look eye contact with me unless I give you permission to eye contact. Um, now, these are things that you would put down, you know, in, in your, your contract. contract. Yes. Um, and you can incorporate these kinds of rituals into a consensual non-consent agreement by doing whatever it is you want. You know you're going to have a ritual, okay? And the ritual is going to involve, say, for example, you have a live-in, all right? And... Uh, it's in your contract that we have consensual non-consent, okay? And your dominant decides that in the morning you're going to get a shower and it's not going to be water. So the thing is, that's agreed upon. That's agreed upon ahead of time. You may not, not know specifically what it is, but every morning if you do this, it should be in your contract. It's a ritual that you want, mm-hmm. Okay. Or you want to do it whenever you want to do it, whatever. So it should be agreed upon ahead of time. Do you have to specifically name the things that you want to do? No, you don't have to because there has to be trust involved. Let's face it. Here's the responsibility for a master, sadist, a top, whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and do what you want to do. But you can't cut off his balls. Okay? You can't. All right? That is not going to cut it in the hospital emergency room. It just isn't. Okay, and the next thing you're arrested for assault. As 
as the dominant, though, you uh, have this consensual non-consent agreement with this person. You know that they are allergic to peanuts. You are not going to blindfold them and feed them a peanut butter sandwich. Right, right, right. right. You are, you're, you're not going to do that because that there will put them in. There has to be an know, understanding, again, right. saw, uh, of, of the difference between the terms hurt and harm. Right. And if you need to, go look it up in the dictionary. But the, the, the point that I, uh, that I was making was that you might love peanut butter sandwiches. You have peanut butter sandwich for breakfast, peanut butter toast. I need you to make me peanut butter toast. He's allergic to peanuts. He can't eat them, but he can make you peanut butter toast. He might be, well, I, I don't even want to be around peanut butter just because it might get on my finger and I might not notice that it's Is that there. what we would call a hard limit? Then you just think the bottom has to say, I know you love peanut butter right. toast. Can I make you French toast instead? Right, right, Always right. don't go with the problem. Right. Go with the solution. Absolutely, absolutely. Bosses love that. Right. When you're at a job and you have a right. problem, I can't do da 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 Right. Here's my solution. Right. Right. Bosses love you for making a solution. So when that bottom says to you, I can't touch feet. I can't do feet. But I can pay to have a foot massage come in and massage your feet for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I can um, buy you one of those machines from right. one of those Bed Bath & Beyond where you right. put your feet in there right. and it massages right. your feet for you. Right. Right. Come with a solution. Right. If you know that that's something that your dominant absolutely fucking loves, but you can't do it, come up with a solution where they still get their need met and you are vocal, communicative, and you're a problem solver. And that's how we avoid the bottom drop. Absolutely. Is there such a thing as top drop, dom drop, master drop? I believe there is. And, and I'm thinking again, maybe there isn't. Again, this is this is why this is so fascinating to have this conversation. Because for me, as a top, I have done things, participated in activities with bottoms that were not something that I would have wanted to do. I guess what I look at it as... And I did it and I regretted it. Right. I guess what I look at it as is not so much within, you know, to describe it within the roles of top and bottom, but just as a person with another person. Like, for example, um, uh, I never thought this was considered top drop or or dominant drop, but um, I did not make a follow-up call. Or even a follow-up text mm. to someone I played with. And by the time I realized I had made a mistake on doing that, I think it was way too late to do it that way. Uh, you know, as a follow-up call, I'm just checking in with you and seeing how you are. Um, mm. So I kind of regretted that. But I did not consider that top drop or bottom mm. drop. I just considered it, gee, you know, as a caring person... <sighs> Um, as a kind person, as a thoughtful person, I really should have done that. You I know? missed the opportunity. I missed that yeah. opportunity. But I didn't necessarily consider it. That is an interesting drop. way to consider it. I I always just thought of it as top drop. Like uh-huh. like a, a regret or a right. guilt. Right. 
or um or gee i should never have gone to bed with him should never uh, have had sex with him uh, or, or he I, can say gee i should never have had sex with her yeah yeah or it has changed know, the dynamic of our of our relationship um and i had i had done a scene with with this guy and i i did the scene the way i thought he wanted it he wanted me to beat the crap out of him um and i did the best i could in terms of what i was capable of doing and at the end of the scene, he, he got mad at me because I didn't do it. I didn't beat the crap out of him the way he wanted me to beat the crap out of him. That kind of thing happens a lot, though, I think. Um, uh, again, it's, it's negotiation. It's communication. It's all those kinds of things. And after one person plays with another person once, particularly if it's pickup play, to be pissed off or angry with that other person because mm-hmm. they did not uh, meet the expectations that you had for this pickup scene or whatever, I think is unfair. I really do think so. Mm-hmm. I think more time with pickup play should be spent in, I guess you could say almost very mild play, just so that you have the opportunity to judge somebody's reactions and, uh, and, and feelings and attitude. And it's not a place. Pickup play is not a place for heavy, heavy duty stuff. Unless you've been a player for so long and you really don't care, you know. It's just, you know, you are such a heavy-duty masochist that it doesn't matter. And I would say, sure, fine, okay, but you still need to know who you're playing with, Yeah. all right? Not every dungeon monitor is going to come over and stop a scene, okay? They're usually generally busy, and they, 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 they tend to hang out uh, near scenes that can be dangerous, like fire play or medical play or rigging or things along those lines. So not every 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 monitor is going to stop a scene, right? Mm, right? True. So you you know it it's it's a difficult arena. It really is a difficult difficult arena. And I think that even though um somebody might want to go to the bitter end or something along those lines, it's incumbent upon the dominant to stop it. There's just no reason why the bottom or the masochist has the safe word and you don't as the dominant. So as a dominant, I don't need to safe word, but I sure as hell will stop it. Um, I had a scene not that long ago where I said, sorry, that's enough for me. That's it. Okay, that's all I'm doing. And it was like, no, I can take more. I can take more. I can take more. I'm sure you can, but I guess you're going to have to do it with somebody else because it isn't happening here. Okay, and the reality is, um, did I think he had too much? No, I thought I had too much. Mm. Okay, I could see myself getting into a situation where this would turn out to leave him a bloody mess, which was perfectly fine for me, but it hadn't been negotiated. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the other thing was, um, what if something, you know went wrong with it i mean there's just so much so many there's just too many variables variables. yeah there are there are and the potential for for mass fuckery yeah and that's the the other thing too when we talk about you know consensual non-consent are we giving people permission to play head games with us 
I mean, um, I love the particular head game called Interrogation. I mean, that, of course, is, is a head game. There's no question about it. But when I do that, uh, when I do an interrogation scene, the person I'm playing with knows that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing an interrogation scene. Be prepared. And not only that, in the negotiation, which leads up to an interrogation scene, which is part of your scene, by the way, you go through the parameters of what that prisoner of war or whoever the hell that, per, that person is, um, you go through those parameters and you set them out ahead of time. Like, for example, you know, uh, I'm not going to waterboard you. We don't do that uh, here. But I will do other things. And, um, you know... Uh, so, let's... T- okay, so we have this relationship and we, we discussed earlier about... Um, the the forced homosexuality and the bottom was having a freak out or the bottom waited did the scene then had a freak out um how do you manage that and how do you renegotiate the consensual non-consent relationship to exclude future forced homosexuality or forced cross-dressing, or to change or... the to change the va- the the variables having right. to do with that type of a type of a scene, right? How does what? How do you, as the bottom and as the top, how do you right. go about? Well, you'd hope that you get to understanding that this is not working out. Before you get to the bitter end. I mean, you know, whatever that end is, you might want to stop it for whatever particular reasons. All right, everybody take a break. Okay? That's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. But you're not going to smoke some weed and you're not going to drink some alcohol to lower those inhibitions. What you're going to do is everybody's just going to sit around and be hot and be sexy and talk about it and kid around a little or, or whatever you want to do or crawl or whatever it is that would or do a different type of activity and then come back to it and decide okay where are we going from here this is what i want now you said take a break right. that was take a break during the scene or or take a break from the consensual non-consent we relationship. can do both we can do both, but in a scene, you can take a break, break from the scene. I would like to think that the masters, the dominants, the sadists, or whatever, have their wits about them enough to know, let's take a break. Mm-hmm. We're not in a rush. You don't have to be home till tomorrow. Whatever the case right. may be. Right. Okay, and let's just do something else. And let's talk about it. Being that the dominant, the master, whatever, the person on top, is cognizant of the fact that there is some dissatisfaction or it's too intense or it's too fast, okay, or somebody's unhappy or somebody might be crying and they're not supposed to be crying, they should be laughing, whatever the case may be, okay, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. dominant should have the, 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 um, uh, the sensitivity, the, the ability to recognize mm. that not everything is going as planned. Okay. They're tells. Absolutely. There's a tell. And you only, okay. you only know the tells. Down. You can only know the tells if you know them. Right. And 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 so you, you want to slow it down. Now can you can you take a break from a consensual non consent agreement? Sure, if that's what you want to do. You know? If you're at the bottom and you want to do that and your top says, Well, no, I don't want to, well I guess it's time to find other play partners, right? 
Yes. Or um, or vice versa. It can be the other way as well. The bottom may want stuff that the top is not willing to do. Mm, certain play. Certain humiliation play. play right. Or exactly. uh, degradation of some Absolutely. kind. Or There's a concept that uh, I heard another kinky couple using um, that was fascinating to me. When used with... Uh, DS dynamics and contracts and or uh, master slave, and it was called porch time. Oh, we've talked. About we've talked once. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. did. We talked about it once in the in the MS episode. Right. Porch time. What is porch time? Porch time is especially if you are a live-in slave or live-in DS dynamic, MS dynamic. You would say to your uh, dominant. I would like to have some porch time. Now, what does that mean? That means your dominant knows that that you go to a free zone in the house, the bathroom, the laundry room, the deck, the basement, you know, like where just this, this room, once you enter in the confines of this room, you are now both on equal footing. And... And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. We had a little mishap over here. I spilled a cup of coffee um, all over my stuff and everything. I had to get something to clean it up. So we took a little bit of break. What were we saying just before that? Oh, right before that. And that was a good cup of coffee, too. It really was. Uh, we were t- discussing the concept of porch time. Okay. And uh, So porch time is the bottom or the dominant can say, I need a little porch time. And it's a pre-arranged section of your home that when you enter the confines of that room or that space, you both walk in as completely autonomous, equal partners in in a relationship, in a marriage, in a any any kind of relationship. No roles. Girlfriend. No roles. No roles. Mm-hmm. It's just two people mm-hmm. who like kink, and you have a conversation. I I hate when you call me bitch. It really upsets me. Uh, I know that you're meaning it affectionately. But I'm not hearing it affectionately. It doesn't right. come across to me as affectionately. And what would be even better would be to use an I statement explaining that to your to your partner. Um, I than, feel yes. I feel undervalued when you call me a bitch. There you go. I feel and come with a solution. I would much rather you call me Dollface. love, <laughs> face. Love, sweetie. Right, right, um, right. And uh, even something else that you might come up with that you are more attached right. to than bitch, right. let's say. So porch time means we're taking our roles, we're dispensing with them, and we're sitting as two human beings essentially renegotiating the contract. Or the contract. Okay. Renegotiating right. some... You know, we, we, we did that thing with the forced homosexuality. It really didn't go well. I didn't like it. Uh, I'm asking to renegotiate contract and remove that from my consensual non-consent agreement. I don't wish to, to, to do that again. I don't wish to experience that again. And then it's, now the dominant can say, yes, that's fine. Or 
I'm sorry, that's a deal breaker for me. Uh, I find that hard to believe that like that particular activity would be a deal breaker, but everybody has their limits and their desires and what they like and don't like. And, um, so, you know, that would that be the price that that dominant is willing to pay to remain in the relationship with the, you know, and while you're in that room, that pre-designed uh, space, once you leave that room, the very leaving of that room and returning to the rest of the house, your contract becomes enforced again. You do not need to re-consent because you did it on porch time, deck time, basement time, bathroom time, like whatever, wherever the space is. So there's always a way to stop it, renegotiate, take a break, whatever yes. the case. And if be. you're into mindset the way we are, we're into mindset. Kink is not just an activity for us. Kink is a mindset. DS is a mindset. Master slave is a mindset. Service is a mindset. That is our thing. We preach it's more than an activity. It's a mindset. So if you have consented to be in this contract, in this MS or DS dynamic, and you've consented to consensual non-consent, then the mindset says you need to communicate respectfully your needs and wishes and limits to your dominant. You can't just have a hissy fit and, and have a big meltdown. You, you can say, I need some porch time right now. Uh, please, ma'am, I need well, so some porch let, time let right now. Let me indicate something else. I think it's really important for people not to be afraid to change the uh, dynamic. Uh, the, 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 yeah. To be ask to change the dynamic. Yeah, ask to change the dynamic because... Um, if you're afraid to change the dynamic because now your dominant is not going to want you or you, your dominant is going to lose the attraction towards you or whatever the case may mm. be, then maybe it's better that you find that out now. Um, Good information. But generally speaking, that isn't what happened. Generally speaking, that isn't what happens. People modify their behavioral traits all the time for yep. their partners yep. and their friends. Yep. I mean, there's no question about that, okay? Absolutely. And if that is what it's going to take to break up a relationship because you no longer want to take uh, some sort of uh, an activity as hard as the, your sadist wants to provide it, well, maybe you need a different type of a sadist or a different person or maybe not a sadist at all, whatever the case may be. But you can never feel so desperate in holding on to a person that you receive abuse that is now harming you hmm? that's when to stop absolutely when to stop and i understand the concept of of oh i've got to do this otherwise i'll lose them, I'll lose them. and that comes from the top and the bottom may i add if you're so worried about losing them if you don't do an activity that they like are they really worth keeping? Yeah. And let's face it, you know, you could negotiate something like this with a third party. You could have another person enter your, you know, your, your uh, scene dynamic from time to time or regularly. Whatever you want to do, everything is negotiable. I mean, you can do this. You can find somebody else who's into it if that's not what you want to do. And if you still want to stay together, open up the relationship. Open it. Bring in a couple of, of other people uh, who, who who's perhaps their dynamic is a little bit different than yours. 
um, and, and you're willing to explore. But of course, that takes, again, my favorite word, negotiation. And I mean, this is stuff, yeah, you have to agree to this kind of thing. A lot of people are threatened by it. But I think as time is going on, I'm seeing this from a lot of people, uh, particularly younger people, very open to the poly uh, kind of, of uh, dynamic, the poly relationship, and the idea of triads. And uh, or even several couples or whatever, whatever, you know, the case may be. We're going to discuss this in length when we do our little conversation coming up shortly. Not today uh, about um, swingers versus BDSM. Swingers have absolutely no problem whatsoever in bringing other people into their dynamic. BDSM people, hmm, maybe they do have a little bit more problems with it. I'm not sure. Maybe they don't. It depends. Um, it depends what you negotiate in terms of, you know, in so, terms of what it is you want. If you were a new person, let's say, yeah. you, you, you've been with this uh, particular play partner for quite some time. Uh-huh. You, uh, you play together. You play very well together. Uh, you know each other very well. Maybe you even love them. And you love them. Um, you have a relationship outside of kink. Right. You know, maybe they're your boyfriend, and you go and have dinner with his parents once a month, and they ha- and dinner with your parent. You know, so you have this relationship with this person. How do they get into? I'm gonna say my answer, and then I'll I'll ask you. You know what your answer is. How to begin? How to get into this consensual, non-consent type of relationship if you have never done it before? My suggestion is. To first start with a contract. Start with a contract. We did a whole episode. It's coming up on contracts. Start with the contract. See how you like the parameters, the communication, the negotiation of the contract. And fulfilling as the bottom, your part of the contract. And how well does the top fulfill their part of the contract and then after the contract works out well and you're both doing well in terms of the contract and there is a level of trust and security and safety and well-being uh, then you can go into conversations about consensual non-consent and what does that look like and right. how do we do it how right. do we start it and right um so it's it's uh, i also suggest something else you know when you go to events or if you go to um discussions that are sponsored by um you know uh groups certain bdsm groups and stuff like that try to try to listen to somebody who's talked about this or the places where you get your information from you know, not just FET, but other things as well. Uh, Google it, actually. Yeah, Google's I mean, great. Go listen to people who have been involved in this type of relationship. Discuss it at a meeting or a presentation or at an event or something like that. Because there are a lot of different ways to approach this. No. There really, really are. Again, we're going to say it again. We said this in another episode that we recently recorded. You have to know yourself. This is not for everybody. This is definitely not for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to tell you why. I think it's super hot. I think the concept is super blazing fucking hot. I could never do it. Yeah. 
I, it's just, I can't do it. I'm too much of a control freak. And as a bottom and a submissive and, 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 a, and a future slave, uh, I, I hope to be at some point, that is a real challenge for me. I am a very dominant submissive. <laughs> I, am, I am a very, what's the word? Well, you're Assert, an alpha. I'm a power bottom. Right, I've been power bottom. I've been and you're also an alpha, that. which changes the way you look at some of these things. Uh, I want to add one other thing in here. When we say about consensual non-consent, how do you know how far you can go? Yeah. How do you know mm. what activities or whatever? May I suggest those questionnaires that go to in tremendous, tremendous detail as to what it is you will do, want to try, never want to try, et cetera, et cetera. I've tried and didn't right. like it. Exactly. So as a master or as a, your sadist or dominant or whatever, take a look at that. Have your, you know, have your bottom look at that. And you don't necessarily have to put it into play right away. Put it in your back pocket. And when the time comes, speaking there you go. Of, speaking of that questionnaire, when you sign up for the email... You get the questionnaire. You do? Yeah. Oh you get goodness. the questionnaire. All right, guys. <laughs> sign up for that email so you can get that questionnaire. Now, this the is really good because you've got a very, very good way of, of projecting what will and will not be acceptable because they wrote it down for you. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's plenty on that list. It's probably 200 activities on oh, that at list. Oh, at least. Right? At least 200. At least. So there's plenty on that list that you can go into if we're talking about. And play them. with. And, and play. discover. Yeah. And, and plenty for consensual non-consent. Plenty. Uh, you know, so go slow. Start slow. Start with the contract. You and I are, are recently. That's right. We have a contract. Uh, have a contract right. as yeah. her service coordinator, the alpha in her service uh, submissive pony stable or your yeah. stable of all your boys right, and girls. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm uh, your service coordinator, and we did, we we did the exact same thing we're telling you yes, to do. Absolutely, we had conversations. And when we go into contracts, six months of conversation. We're really going to talk about this topic. Yes, but we did take time. Didn't we? Yes. We we did, and we wrote it out. We right. put it down. And we had a six-week time limit. Right. And at the end kind of Kind of like a test run. Yes. At the end of those six weeks, we took a couple of weeks off. And then we came back and had a conversation. What did you like? What didn't you like? What worked for you? What didn't work for right. you? Right. How did this affect your life? Was I of service in a way that you needed? Did I provide service I could deliver you coffee every morning for the rest of your life but you don't drink coffee so what good does that do me right it right. doesn't do you any Absolutely. good you can provide a service that no one needs so I guess as a wrap up from this what we're saying here is that consensual non-consent is the ultimate power exchange and because we are essentially all about the power exchange, that's what BDSM is. That's what tops and bottoms are about. This is a power exchange, right? So if this is the ultimate power exchange, there's tremendous potential for a tremendous amount of fun, satisfaction. Um, what? Uh, it is trust. The ultimate when, in play when you do it. And it works well for all people involved. It is life-changing. Yes, it it is. is fulfilling. It is um, 
It gives me a sense of purpose every morning. I, I perform a service for you. Right. It gives me a sense of pride and right. purpose. And when we go away to events, I provide a service for you. Right. And I take great pride in pre- right. presenting and knowing service as to you. we do that you are a power bottom and you are um, you know, an alpha. Um, this impacts okay the power exchange this is what it's all about you know because without any of those um tags or labels you are a very very tough customer so the reality is so if we go into a consensual non-consult that's the (laughs) ultimate power exchange some people won't even call me submissive i i don't have a submissive bone in my body uh, and I laugh when I say that because it, I, I'm walking dichotomy of of submissiveness. It's um, the truth. So to wrap up, do this with people you know. Oh God! With please. people you trust. No, and trust. About. If you're on the top, you can stop it. Uh, if you're on the bottom, think before you agree to it. Think before you agree to it, and if it's an issue, respectfully ask for some porch time. Right. Respectfully. Yeah. Ask for a break. Right. No top is going to say, fuck you, we're going to keep going. Right. And if they do, you shouldn't be with then, that person. Yeah, so no, you got to use your words. And there are people like that out there. Yeah, so... Okay. And then you have what's called a consent violation, and that opens um, up a whole big whole can of worms. Thing. So, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, uh, or when, found it at least informative and Or just and got you helpful. thinking. Got you thinking, thinking exactly. What's possible? It's a big topic. Yes. And we expect to hear from you guys. I mean, yes, come please, on. please, please. Comments, questions. Do you have a different opinion? Do you have... We love critical discourse. You don't have to believe what we believe. Um, we're We're okay with other people's opinions. Do you want to hear more about this topic? Yes. Would you like us to have somebody on as a guest who's involved in the uh, power exchange dynamic, the ultimate power exchange dynamic, which is consensual non-consent? We'll bring somebody on. We know enough people, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, so the thing is, let's hear from you. Let's yes. get those cards and letters coming in, guys. You and, can. And uh, we'd appreciate it. Go ahead. You can reach us on Instagram. Yes. Uh, messages that come on Instagram are attended to much more rapidly and quickly. Tell us what you think. Uh, and but you can also send us an email if you're you know old school. You want to do email? It's tkw at twokinkywomen.com, and that's the numeric two tkw at twokinkywomen.com. And when you sign up for the newsletter. You get, um, we only email you once a month, so we're not going to, you know, email bomb you. Um, just letting you know that the new episode is up, and when you do sign up for the email, you get freebies. I always give some infographics, or at one time I did submissive coupons, um, convention scheduler. Yeah, we have fun. Um, I even did a, a budgeting guide so yeah. you can afford we those have toys. we setting those things up because we know they're helpful for Yes, our and the downloadable infographics with every episode in case you don't have time to listen. Wow. We always hope you do, but if you don't, we know life is busy. Okay. There's an infographic that tells you the top five things to remember from this episode. Sounds good so far. So we're all about the education here at 2KW. 
Sounds good. Um, so we're going to end it here. We thank you, as always, for being loyal yep. listeners and supporters. The podcast and is growing by leaps yep. and bounds. Can't wait to visit you. We visit with you again. Yes, we'll All see right. you again next month. Thanks for okay. listening. Bye.